It is Mock Draft Monday, and today we have two more totally different five-round Chargers Mock Drafts for you guys, going a little bit unconventional this time with two cornerbacks in the first round. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for seven seasons now, but this is our fifth season as host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen and make sure you never miss the show. Make sure you're subscribing or following for free on YouTube and listening wherever you get your podcast. And today is Mock Draft Monday 5.0, which means 10 new prospects we're breaking down on today's show in 30 minutes. <laughs> A lot of brain-melting wishes, like, but a lot of exciting guys to talk about and going a little unconventional. We have a corner each in the first round, and we know the Chargers love corners, even though we don't necessarily see it going that way. gives us a chance to talk about a couple of the top guys at that position. And then we're going to be talking more about defensive tackles, some running backs not named B. John Robinson, and also getting into a couple of late receivers, too, if the Chargers do go a little unorthodox early on in the draft. But this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lockdown today to get 10% off your first month. David, let's start with round one. Pick one, getting a little bit wonky with it today. I'm going to start with Joey Porter Jr., probably a Familiar name to a lot of NFL fans. His dad played in the NFL. And this is a best-case scenario or a guy that probably doesn't get there, but that's why you would end up taking a corner, right? If a guy you can't pass up falls to you at 21, we know how much the Chargers covet corners. They could make a move like this with the uncertainty of guys like J.C. Jackson and the depth behind Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis. Joey Porter Jr., if he was to fall to 21, would give Brandon Steely the prototype that we know he likes. Well, and Daniel, I mean, this would be like another Derwin James situation to where, hey, the Chargers weren't exactly looking for that position. But, hey, when you got a prospect, the level of a Derwin James on the table and available, you got to go over there and you got to make that move. This would be another similar type of situation. And also, it would be pretty insane to have two prospects, two players on the same defense that both had some pretty darn good fathers as NFL football players too. Yeah, I mean, having Joey Porter, Porter Jr. on one side and having Asante Samuel Jr. on the other side would be a lot of fun, right? And I mean, when <laughs> you're looking at what this guy brings to the table, I mean, athletically scored off the charts, 9.72 RAS score. His dad came in with a 9.71, so that's a little freaky. Ran a 4.46.40, which is great for a corner, you know, checks the boxes there. Six foot two, 34-inch arms, also things that the Chargers like, length, speed, all of those things. Very sure tackler, which obviously I appreciated with the Chargers' bad defensive tackling in the secondary. Can bully dudes at the line of scrimmage. Has plays all over the place where he's making plays on the football. Makes things incredibly tough for receivers. And also makes things tough on receivers as far as getting on top of him and beating him deep. He's very, very hard to stack and has some of that recovery speed to make up for some of his mistakes. And even held his own against Marvin Harrison Jr., which if I could trade this year's first-round pick and next year's first-round pick for that dude to come out early, I would do it right now. But, David, that's the cornerback I went through. If he fell there, maybe the Chargers would consider it. But if they do go that direction, I mean, he's a heck of a prospect. I mean, hard not to get excited, even if it's not the best 
you know, need right now for the Chargers. Absolutely. I mean, hey, th- this game of football is important to take the football away. And Joey Porter Jr. showed some pretty awesome ball skills in college to be able to contribute to that. And the Chargers just haven't done it enough the last couple of years. When you have a couple of guys that are supposed to have the pedigree to take the ball away and they don't, it's a little bit underwhelming. But bringing in a guy like this that has that kind of pedigree would definitely be exciting. For me, I definitely also went with another corner. I went with Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Also a very good size corner, six foot one, two hundred, and also brings that blazing athletic speed to the table. Four, three, five, forty guy. Ooh. Really, really enjoyed the fact that he's very comfortable in press. Also in off man coverage. He's very athletic when he's flipping his hips. It just doesn't seem like it's taking very much effort for him to mirror wide receivers. Um, he gets off blocks with violence. With violence, which mm-hmm. is something I really enjoyed about his game, especially when we know how important it is for the corners to be able to tackle in Brandon Staley's defensive scheme. That's something you have to look for. Plenty of speed to keep up. I already talked about that. Very strong tackler and run support. He get like I said, he sheds, sheds blocks, and he gets ball carriers to the ground. Also, understands how to use the sideline as well. He un- understands how to keep receivers uh, out of bounds or use the yeah, sideline to them. get them out of bounds, pin them uh, towards the sideline. A lot of really good quality things where you see a guy that has the size, the ball production, and the speed to be able to handle pretty much anyone you have on the outside or the inside. Deontay Banks would be a pretty exciting prospect here in the first round. Yeah, a guy who's skyrocketing up of draft boards for sure. I mean, again, thought as a day two pick. Now, very possible to be a day one pick in the Chargers. If they take him at 21, I could understand why they could get wooed by a guy who scored like a 10 out of 10 in the RAS system, like the most athletic corner of all Pretty time. scary, yeah. <laughs> With good size, you know, decent length, all of the things that you're looking for from that position. I would say that's one place where, you know, Joy Porter Jr., for when he's trying to go and run defense, has trouble at times, plays a patty cake a little bit too much with receivers, and that's just why I call it when they're just kind of content with being blocked at times and don't get off the block quickly enough. Deontay Banks, obviously, two physical players, and I think you like that, especially given what the Chargers are lacking in that regard, but physical player, explosive to the ball, not just catching up to the ball. I think technique probably is the only reason he's not considered just a number, you know, surefire first round pick. That's one of the things he's knocked on the most. But when you're starting with that kind of ball of clay, <laughs> with that kind of athleticism, and it's not just, you know, he's blatantly bad when he's on the field and you're just picking him for the traits, he's not that. So I like it. And this is just kind of an indictment, I guess, on the Chargers' belief that they need corners and they might not necessarily go need in round one with Brandon Staley. With what we talked about with J.C. Jackson, like it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. And if they do go a position that's not one of those big things like tight end or, you know, Bijan Robinson, edge rusher, corner seems like the one that would make the most sense and the most likely. It does. I mean, Brandon Staley said, as long as I'm the head coach of the Chargers, I am going to be constantly looking at corners to bring into my defensive system. And when you watch the way the Chargers play defense, they're in a lot of five and six DB groupings quite a bit. It's pretty much more than their base defense. So having defensive backs that can be interchangeable, that can you know be versatile, that can move around is really important if you want to maximize what Brandon Staley's defense and his scheme is able to accomplish for you. Yeah, and for the Chargers, they have some bigger needs for sure, but I think we talked about really the biggest 
other player that it could be at 21 if they're not going with those big positional needs would probably be Brian Branch, right? The safety. Oh, yes. Who would be loved. Really, really good tackle. Or maybe that's a guy. But if they don't go that route, corner is the next most likely thing. So, hey, at least if the Chargers do kind of surprise everyone and go corner in round one and they take one of these two guys, there's still a lot to be excited about, even if, you know, they pass up some guys that we might want a little bit more, guys that fit a big Yeah, I wouldn't love it. Chargers. But I would understand it, Daniel. I mean, this sure. would be a situation to where I'd be like, man, it just seems like there's more important positions with a sure. higher precedence or higher priority level. But, hey, I mean, you can't just look at the draft for this year. Yeah, You're drafting players to be on your roster for a minimum of four years, so you kind of have to have some foresight uh, when you're trying to build out these drafts. Yeah, and if it's the first round, right, five years potentially, and you there just you want to make exactly. sure that you, you, it's not a guy you're not going to want to pick up the fifth-year option for, right. like a Kenneth Murray or a Jerry Tillery Jerry last Terry. year, right? And the other really only unconventional pick that we've talked about for them at 21 is Brian Branch, who obviously we would love to see that kind of tackling in the secondary, even if it's not the biggest need. Well, the Chargers do have, you know, pretty much an open spot at free safety right now, but we wanted to go a little unconventional, and we didn't want to just, you know, we're doing a mock draft every week, at least one, so we don't want to go with the same first-round picks every time. So if they do go in this direction, I think we could both be happy. Hey, there's a lot to like about these guys if they do shock us all and go corner in round one. But we kept it going with the unconventional methods of the draft, at least as far as guys we've talked about, a defensive tackle, getting into a couple of those, and getting into a couple of running backs like Jameer Gibbs, Ty J. Spears, that are not B. John Robinson if the Chargers decide not to go running back in round one. So we're going to talk about that. But I do need to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially when you're always growing and changing. And that is so true. I mean, I can't imagine what I would be saying to myself 10 years ago now. Things change so quickly, and it's so great to have a therapist to be able to talk about all of the changes that come with life. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through or even just saying it out loud. You'd be surprised with just being able to tell someone else something that can really, really unburden you. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Also saves a lot of gas money as well, I would say. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. All right, David, we have a bunch more prospects to get into, eight to be exact today, and we wanted to go a little bit off the board, especially with the way we've been really focusing on tight ends, edge rushers, and wide receivers. You are going to get some wide receivers later, but we're not focusing on that on the first three rounds at all. Now we're getting to second round pick. Pick 54, David, who did you end up going with? Yeah, pick 54, this is more of a kind of a situation like yours in the first round where this is a guy I felt like kind of fell to me in the second round. Sure. And that was Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. This is a true nose tackle and a very, very imposing man. Like, this guy is gigantic. He's like 6'3", 330-plus pounds, depending on the website that you look at for his, his weight. Um, and he is just an absolutely ridiculously strong human being. I have never once seen a single snap where he got pushed back 
one-on-one, it just did not happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it didn't happen with a double team either. It's just he just had freakishly crazy strength. Also really loved the fact that he had great vision to navigate blocks and kind of still keep his eye on the ball carrier and be able to bring those guys down. Scary quickness for a man his size, too, and also understands his hands while rushing. He's not really a pass rusher. He did not really accrue very very much sexy uh, you know, sack Stats, numbers. Yeah, no but really. this is one of those guys that you want on your defensive line, especially in the red zone, Daniel. He is a force to be reckoned with against the run. It would feel great to have a, a dude like that, right? Because we always talk about, you know, Jamal Williams and guys like that and just immovable objects in the yeah. middle. I think Mozzie Smith is in that mold at the very Definitely. least. I think as a pass rusher, you know, being able to collapse the pocket is worth something. And I think that's yeah. kind of what you'd be looking for. But I think for him, it's like, can you be a three-down lineman in the NFL? But if you want somebody that's going to do one thing and one thing really well mm-hmm. and be able to take on double teams and be able to free your linebackers up to go make tackles, be able to control multiple gaps if you need him to. Mozzie Smith checks all those boxes. So if he fell there, I don't know how I feel about a two-down run stuffer right now as far as, you know, the guys the Chargers have with Austin Johnson, you know, Tito Abonia, Sebastian Joseph Day. That's all those dudes do well, right? And you have Morgan Fox. You'd like to see some pass rush productivity, but, like, it'd be hard to be mad about someone that you just feel like you know what you're getting from him on first and second down, and you know how bad you are in run defense and defensive tackle wasn't everything. Right, but it is a big part of it, and he could definitely help in that regard. I had someone drop to me in the second round over and over again on the Draft Network's mock draft simulator, which is what we try to use for these things to have some consistency. But it's Jameer Gibbs at pick 54. Will he get there? Probably not, but running backs, it's weird, man. Like, you just never know when those guys are going to get taken. Sometimes there's long breaks between when those guys get taken. And I wanted to look at a non Bijan Robinson running back, right? And he is pretty clearly the second best guy in this draft class according to pretty much every expert and it's hard not to like it right because he's explosive four three six forty time gets to full speed pretty much instantly is a seam away from a house call like if he gets a seam things open up for him it's really really hard to catch him because he's not an overly powerful runner he's a smaller dude five nine 199 pounds but it's so hard to hit him square when he gets to full speed. He's not going to be your in-between-the-tackles thumper. I know a lot of you know people like Jameer Gibbs, but also yell at the Chargers for not having that kind of between-the-tackles guy. But I really liked what I saw from him. He's not shy in pass protection. He missed a couple of reads here and there, but I do think as a receiver, brings a lot to the table as well. A better, you know, good route runner for a receiver. And his speed is just a nightmare in open space. You could probably put him at kick returner, and he's going to improve your kick return game as well. I like him a lot. He's not Bijan Robinson. That's one of the cons. I've seen him compared to Bijan Robinson. Even some people saying he's better than him. I don't see that. Um, but I do see someone that, hey, you know, people are saying Alvin Kamara. People are saying Christian McCaffrey. There are some of those traits. He is explosive. And I think that the Chargers don't really have a home run threat, even though Austin Nicor had one big run last year. You don't have somebody like this. And with, you know, Kellen Moore running the wide zone scheme and getting just a bunch of seams and letting somebody run through it kind of like Tony Pollard did, who's even less explosive than this guy. I could understand the fit with the Chargers, but smaller dude, not going to be that workhorse guy. And I know that's the biggest complaint about Austin Eckler all the time. So don't know how Chargers fans would feel about that, but a very, very exciting prospect. You went with a different running back though in round three. 
I sure did, Daniel. I went with Tajay Spears, excuse me, out of Tulane. This is another guy that a lot of kind of Charger fans have been talking about or wanting to know about. And I kind of I enjoyed watching him. I mean, he has great vision. He knows which hole to explode through, always falling forward, getting positive yards, nasty dead leg uh, in the open field. Like that's one of his best best weapons and best moves to try to get some separation from, you know, people that are trying to bring him down. Also, a really strong change of direction ability. I feel like that's kind of one of the things that made him very dangerous. Soft yeah. hands has the ability to, you know, uh, get some things happen, make some things happen after the catch. He does have speed to kind of break a 30 to 50 yard run, but I don't know how many house calls he's going to be making. He doesn't have that home run speed. He's like, what, 4 5, 40, something right. around there. Yeah. Yes, he's in the 4 5 area. Um, but. He does have a nose for the end zone. That's for sure. I mean, anytime they got into the red zone, it just seemed like that was the type of situation where he was not going to be denied. He was going to turn into superhuman, you know, a, a 19 touchdowns being. last year. Yeah, 19 touchdowns. He just it was a guy was a vulture. I mean, he, he was getting in the, into the end zone and there was just nothing that you could do to stop him. He did run with some good power. I wouldn't necessarily confuse him for a power back, uh, but he definitely yeah, he's a small guy, but his change of direction, his stop and start ability, is really what is going to make him special at the next level. That's what you're getting for. I mean, go watch the USC game. I mean, he exactly. might not be making you know a ton of house calls, but like, still, you don't have to be able to take an 80 yard run to the house to be a big playmaker. And I think no. he's really the embodiment of that. Smaller dude hits hard for his size for yeah. sure, and I think. Didn't see him a ton as a pass catcher, but has a lot to like there as far as if you do get the ball in his hands, you don't really need much. He's not going to be confused no. for a crafty, great route runner or someone, you know, that has a ton of production in that sense. Mm -hmm. But it's very easy to see where the upside would be with him as a pass catcher. It's yes. hard not to like this guy. Yeah. I mean, just chunk plays left and right. Yeah. Played against a little smaller competition, but you saw what he could do in games like USC. Who but average 6.8 yards per carry yeah. his almost entire career. Yeah. Like almost 7. 6.9 last season. And it showed, season, so, yeah. too. I mean, a lot of his carries, I mean, he's always falling forward. He's yeah. always getting extra yards. I mean, hey. If my running back is getting six, seven yards a pop, sign me up. Sure. Because that yeah. means I am constantly staying ahead of the chains, and then you can really get creative with the play-action game. Yeah, and it's a little different in the NFL because it's not sure. as wide a field, right? College of football course. lent itself to him because the hashes are so much wider, a lot more space to operate in, which That's is true. where he's at his best, right? Because right. in the whole, if guys are getting hands on him, it's going to slow him down a little bit. Yeah. But if he can find that seam, if he can get the corner, if he can get to the outside – if he can make somebody miss because he does He's have some nice pretty good quits. vision too yeah. yeah no vision is definitely i don't think i saw him fumble at all either i mean nope. that's something i'd say is a strength he's a very very exciting player even though it doesn't fit you know the workhorse bell cow type that right. people will talk about a lot but hey i think three of the best running backs now we've got to cover and i mean there's a lot to like from those guys specifically i ended up going with my defensive tackle with the 86th overall pick in the third round keanu benton another guy where he's on the consensus big board, he's 77th. Some guys think he's outside of the top 100 at defensive tackle. Other guys think, you know, he's a late day two pick. Hard to say with Keanu Benton. Did tear up the senior bowl, which is something the Chargers obviously put a lot of stock into. Flashes of straight ragdong players. 6'3", 309 pounds, almost 34-inch arms. So fits the brain and Staley mold for his defensive tackles. And is able to shed tackle as well. And really has impressive power at the point of attack. Another guy who's not going to be moved around by double teams. Another guy where 
his best asset as a pass rusher, even with some pretty quick hands. I think he has probably a little bit more upside. Four and a half sacks last season. Shows a little bit more than I'd say Mozzie Smith does. But raw in that regard, and you'd be getting as someone, hey, he's going to push the pocket. He's going to be disruptive. He can take up two gaps if you need him to. And I think there's a lot to be excited about. Have we been picking defensive tackles in the third round for the Chargers? No. Could they go that direction? Absolutely. You know, and I think he is a guy that, hey, if they picked him, I could definitely understand why. I think you would add some really nice juice to the middle and give you some insurance for the guys that, you know, are on a one-year deal right now with Austin Johnson coming off major injury and another guy with a patellar tendon injury with a Tito Abonia where you just don't know how he's going to come back. So if they went this way in round three, not the biggest need, but I would definitely understand it. And one thing I really liked about this draft, David, was the guys we were able to get late. We were looking for some kind of sleepers, some guys slipping to us in the later rounds. I ended up going with the linebacker the Chargers met with. But I love Jonathan Mingo, a wide receiver, that if he makes it into day three, I want the Chargers to jump all over it if they haven't addressed that need yet. So we're going to get into that. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back now, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. We're very excited about baseball season, obviously, but you guys should be too, and just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up and place your first bet and get that up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. A lot of fun things you could be betting on me. I like Juan Soto and Hassan Kim if I'm going to go with any kind of baseball bets. But if you want to go Clayton Kershaw, you know, and you Dodger fans want some guys there, you can definitely do that as well. Whatever you're looking for in the MLB, you can find it with FanDuel, and there's a lot of great bets on there, and it's a really, really fun time at the beginning of the season with baseball. And if you're a football guy, baseball is even funner now that it's faster and when you have some action on it. So don't miss out on your chance for that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now it's time to get to our fourth and fifth round picks. We haven't talked about the fifth round at all really yet for the Chargers, David, but I'm excited to get into the guys that we have today later on in the draft for the Chargers. I'm going to go first with a wide receiver because I didn't pick that. You know, we're going more unconventional. But this is a dude that I couldn't couldn't pass up on with the 125th pick. He's rated lower on the draft network, but I think realistically this dude's coming up. So I wanted to be more realistic, and fourth round might not even be realistic enough. But Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver from Ole Miss, explosive, very good run blocker, takes great effort and good angles. Saw him as a flanker sometimes in goal line because they actually trusted him that much as a blocker. But 9.86 RAS score, elite, elite explosiveness grades, vertical jump, Broad jumped, all that stuff, lit up the senior bowl, above average agility. And what I really liked about him is after the catch, tough to bring down. The Chargers don't really have that element in their wide receiver room. I had multiple times where I watched this dude, it took three defenders to take him to the ground. And that's a different kind of yak than the Chargers have. Plus four, four, six speed, so he can beat you deep as well. I think this guy is a sleeper in a big way. He's probably not going to be able to be slept on too long because guys like this don't fall, but really, really liked what I saw for him, fourth round pick, absolutely sign me up. Hey, uh, I'm looking for speed anywhere I can find it. I mean, if it's going to be in the middle rounds, that is fine by me, especially if we're getting some really good value with a guy who might not even be there. For me, I am going tight end with this spot. I am going Luke Schoonmaker out of Michigan, six foot six, 250 pounds. 
This is a large human being, okay? NFL-ready size and length. Also, love the experience in line, inverted, kind of in that fullback spot, in the slot. I mean, he's comfortable uh, all over the field there. Extremely strong, and I mean very, very strong for Ed Tyne to Ed. When he gets his hands on you, that's it. You're you're done. He's going to be able to redirect you out of the way. I saw him be able to seal the edge on numerous different occasions at Michigan. They ran the football a lot, and they ran it behind Schoonmaker most of the time. He is not afraid to initiate contact, and they loved using him as a pulling lead blocker. Also, as a receiver, really strong hands in traffic to be able to make the tough catches, which is important because he doesn't get a ton of separation. And I also feel like there's more receiving production in there, but Daniel, he is an NFL-ready blocker right now, which is why this pick right here has Kellen Moore all over it. Yeah, I mean, and Kellen Moore likes to use his, you know, tight ends in a lot of different ways as well. So it's nice seeing that exposure to those different alignments. And I think also just getting to see him run block as much as we got to see him do it at Michigan. And I think when you're looking at what the fit is like, if you're not going to get an overly, you know, athletic or explosive guy early on, you're getting, you know, a Dalton Kincaid and pass catching specialist. If you weren't trying to get that kind of special explosive playmaker, you'd probably be looking for a better run block because that's what Trey McKitty was supposed to be. It hasn't yeah. panned out. Gerald right. Everett, Donna Barham, not known for that, right? This guy could come in, be your tight end two slash three in running situations. And I think do enough in the passing game and bring enough passing game upside to absolutely, you know, qualifies worthy of a fourth round pick for sure. Fits in that room very well. Who'd you end up going with with your fifth and final selection of today's mock draft? Yep, fifth and final selection here. Because I hadn't addressed wide receiver, that's definitely something I was looking for. Someone with some versatility as well. Someone who can kind of double as a, a punt returner, kick returner. That led me to Charlie Jones out of Purdue. This is a guy that didn't have a ton of production until this past season where he absolutely exploded, where he was really kind of the focal point of that Purdue offense. 110 catches, 1,361 Sheesh. yards, and 12 touchdowns his senior year. Just crazy production there. Really strong stutter set, which is really helps him get kind of some separation on his releases. I saw him use that stutter step in, in the red zone where he just cooked a defensive back on a nice little slant where he was wide open. I mean, the quarterback could have threw it to him probably three different times and it would have been a touchdown. I mean, that's how wide open he got on that. Really love the fact that he was able to fight through contact and make tough catches. He's tough and strong to withstand those hits, uh, which is very, very important. Uh, like the route tree that he ran was very diverse. Also, extensive punt and kick return experience here. 77 punt returns and 45 kick returns in his college career. Averaged over eight yards a punt return and about 22.3 yards per kick return. So a lot of experience there. A guy that is a very physical receiver, a guy that will be able to help you as a kind of fourth or fifth wide receiver and double as your punt and kick returner, which the Chargers right now don't have that person in the building. Sure. And, and maybe, you know, he's a double dipping option for them. I yeah, will tell exactly. you that I was wondering who he was when I was watching Joey Porter Jr. against them because the dude made some absolutely ridiculous catches where I had to rewind a couple times because Joey Porter Jr. had such good coverage on him. Yeah. And he still found a way to make the catch. I mean, crazy contested catches. I was like, who is number 15 on Purdue? Now I know. It's Charlie Jones. Mm -hmm. 
No, I mean, that's, I think, uh, you know, not the burner, right? Not if you're looking just for a speed threat kind of a guy. If you're looking for that utility guy, I mean, I saw the dude had toughness. Definitely yeah. had physicality, made some really, really tough catches. Find and he a way to create on those quick passes too. Like he's got and he's the not quickness. tiny either, right? Which yeah. is, is kind of sets him apart in this draft right. class. He's six like, foot one, one ninety, so he's got some decent size. I mean, that's good size compared to you know the Zay Flowers of the world, like the Jaden Reeds of the world, you right. know, Marvin Mims guys like that. That's a very small wide receiver class. This guy is a little bit bigger in that way, but I like it. I, I mean, I like it for where you're getting him at. I went with Ventrell Miller. The linebacker from Florida, who was reported the Chargers are meeting with another guy who's rising up quickly, maybe isn't available, but this is kind of where he's available at right now. The other reason I picked him in the fifth round is just because if you're trying to sell me on him in round two, I'm just not going to be for it. I mean, everyone has their value at certain points, but right. if that's where the hype is going to take him as a day two pick, I'm out on it. But if this is what he brings to the table. If he is around later and the Chargers have an obvious, you know, kind of depth issue at linebacker because there's no Troy Reader in the building this year, no Drew Tranquil. You bring in Eric Kendricks, but it's still thin after those top two guys unless they're going to be giving Nick Neiman a lot more run, right, which we don't necessarily see with how adverse they've been to putting him on the field so far. It makes sense for them to go linebacker. The Chargers obviously are showing some interest here. Flies to the football, very good athlete. Chargers have met with him. I'd say he's undersized. That's going to be one of the big issues there is just, hey, he's not a guy that has that prototypical size. And I'd say the other biggest thing for me, one of the reasons that a little bit scares me that the Chargers are interested in him, coming off of a Jones fracture in his foot and a last season and a torn biceps in 2021. So don't love the injury concerns there with a guy like Ventro Miller, but a lot to like. Fast, packs a pop. You can see some upside in coverage. Packs a pop when he arrives, which is nice to see some kind of physicality and some kind of danger in the middle of the Chargers defense because there hasn't been a ton of that. We also know the Chargers, when they do target guys like this, linebackers, especially undersized ones like Ventrell Miller, who's about 230 pounds. You'd like to see it a little bit more. I do think when you look at Kazir White, you look at Drew Tranquil, you look at kind of a pattern even going back to a guy like Jatavis Brown, right? All smaller guys for the position, you know, even you know guys who kind of borderline safety size, they end up liking those guys. So kind of a sweet spot here. The reason I have him in the fifth round is because if it was the day two pick, if it's much sooner than this, I'm not really interested. I mean, it's a project, a guy that I think has a lot of potential, and that's what you're looking for in the fifth round, someone who could potentially turn into something. But glad we got to see a lot more players today. Glad we got to talk about a lot of positions we haven't talked about nearly as much. And the draft coverage is going to continue as we get closer and closer because it is coming up in only a few weeks now. We're going to be getting into a six-round mock eventually, a seven-round full mock eventually. That'll take up two shows. But I like the guys we got to talk about today. We will be back with you guys tomorrow, though, to make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you're following or subscribing for free on YouTube and listening wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find us on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. We're also at LockedOnChargers on Instagram, and you can also find us on our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen and you like draft stuff, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL Scouting Show with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Lockdown NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast from. And make sure you guys are back here, as always, with us tomorrow because we're the only Chargers daily podcast. Even the offseason, we don't stop, so we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.